I think that it's, uh, it's interesting. Christmas can be, uh, in some ways it can be stressful. In some ways it can be so much fun and it's just, it just kind of commands a few emotions because everything happens. I, I read a story about a guy that got uh, arrested and he was actually in court on Christmas Day. The judge was there. Everybody had to come to court. And he, he said, the judge, he was kind of in a jovial mood because it was Christmas. He says, oh, why are you here uh, what, what, what's the charge? He said that to the prisoner. And he said, well, he said, I, I, my charge was that I did my Christmas shopping early. And the judge, he's like, well, that's not a crime. I said, when did you do it? He said, about three hours before the store opened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Walter. At Christmas season, something I don't know if you heard it or not, but they outlawed live nativity scenes in Washington D.C. Did you did you hear about that? Yeah, they couldn't find three wise men. <laughs> it's a bad deal. I mean, maybe a couple, but not three. I want to talk to you this morning about the gift of surrender. Um, we always, if, if you're like we are in our family, we're like, what do you want for Christmas? It's something we always ask each other. Uh, and it's interesting because sometimes I feel like I'm really, really blessed. Anybody feel that way with me this morning? Like you're just like really, really blessed. Because when somebody asks me what I want for Christmas, is it is it just me or... I can't think of anything that I really need. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm so blessed. If I want something, generally I just go buy it. But I think the greatest gift that I could have in my older years is just having my family around, having friends around, having people around that, that it, that's a good gift just to have relationships. And I know that's not always the case. It hasn't always been the case. Uh, but sometimes you don't have your friends there. But I would say this morning, please listen to this part, too, that uh, Jesus isn't ever going to leave you. Aren't you glad that God won't ever leave you? He's not going to get mad at you and pout. He, he just loves you just exactly. This is what I don't understand about God, is that he loves me no matter what. Like, is there anybody that's been bad this year? Raise your hand if you... Yeah, like 12 honest people in the whole crowd. <laughs> We've all done things that we probably shouldn't have done, but it doesn't affect God's love for us. What a... I mean, you talk about a gift. You talk about a powerful, wonderful gift is that the reason Jesus came was so that we could live in his presence. Not just have presence, but live in his presence. Every moment of every day, perpetually. So I'm grateful for that this morning. I want to talk to you about this morning about the, the gift of surrender. Can you imagine the dynamic between Mary... 
You remember Mary and Joseph and the story a little bit later on, Pastor Darla is going to read the Christmas story to all you kids. I'm so glad that all the kids are here. Aren't you glad that all the kids are in service this morning? And, and we're not nervous about your kids if they make a little bit of noise and, or if, you know, like, like some people, they get upset about kids if they say something or make some noise. We're not nervous about that. And if it really, really bothers you, I just got three words for you. Get over it. You get over it. It's good for you to, to uh, be happy that them kids are here. We're glad they're here. We like kids around here a lot. I am a lot because you used to be a kid too. <laughs> but I imagine Mary, can you imagine growing up with Jesus in the home when Jesus was a little boy? And, and just the things, we don't have a lot of information about him growing up in his younger years. But I can imagine if, uh, if Jesus would ask Mary about something, can you imagine Mary knowing that he is Jesus? Uh, uh, I imagine her response a lot of times probably was, uh, well, what do you think about it, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Having God in your house. Well, he's supposed to be in our house anyway, isn't he, right? I mean, he said he's not going to leave us, so even though he's not there physically, the Holy Spirit comes and lives, and this is not the place, this building is not the place where God lives. He lives right here in this house. So we've invited Jesus to come into this house to be our Lord and our Savior, the Savior, what we sing about, the Savior of the world. Now, sad to say, not everybody wants to get saved. Not everybody wants to have a Savior. Aren't you glad, or are you glad, that God doesn't make you serve him? God, God didn't make you come to church. Maybe your mama did, but God didn't make you come to church. He didn't make you sing, no no He didn't make you sing that. He said, you want to do it? Do it if you don't want to. God honors our choice. Please know that, that that's one of the greatest mysteries for me is that God honors my decisions. And my choice is now, if I was God, mm -mm, I'd be getting my lightning bolt out. You're going to church. We'd be having five services every Sunday. <laughs> it's up to me. You with me? Because I mean, really, honestly. So the gift that God gave us was this gift, but sometimes we leave the present under the tree. So we read about Mary, and one of the things I loved about Mary, when the, when the angel came and, and told her God's plan for her life, have you ever thought about God's plan for your life? When Mary came, she said this. Mary said in verse 38 of Luke chapter 1, Mary said, behold, the maid servant of the Lord, 
let it be to me according to your word. In other words, hey, I am here to do what you ask me to do. I totally surrender. Everybody say, I surrender. Mary said that. She said, I surrender my will to your will. And I am here to serve you. So, Father, whatever you want for me, that is what I want for me. That's good stuff, isn't it? But isn't that the challenge that I live in that world? Because is there anybody else here that you kind of have an agenda? What I want? My name's Randy Weaver. Sometimes I, I want what I want. And sometimes, I'm not proud of this, but sometimes it's not what God wants for me. And that's the reason I have to get up every morning and surrender. Everybody say surrender. And we sing that song, I surrender some. No, we sing I surrender all. You know, but it's easier to sing about it than it is to really do it. I'm pretty good at getting up here and preaching about it, but listen, it's, it's challenging for me to live out my own sermons because that's the hard part. The hard part is living it out. It's not just talking about it. We're, we're pretty good at talking about it, aren't we? So here's Mary. She says, behold, your maidservant. Hey, I'm here to serve you. And let it be according to your word, not my word. Let it be according to your will, not my will. Is there anybody here that would agree with me this morning? Because this is my prayer. Lord, not according to my will, but according to your will. I mean, isn't that a great prayer? And to mean it from the bottom of our heart. And I like the other verse in verse 45. <coughs> Excuse me. It said, blessed is she who believed. Everybody say, she believed. This is interesting. She believed for there will be a fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. Because she believed, because she surrendered, the things that she believed will, be, will, be, will actually happen because God was in it. Did you know that everything that God says about you, he will fulfill that in you if you believe it? Whatever it is that God says about you, he will fulfill in you. But I don't know, stay with me now. You're gonna have to participate. You gotta participate. You're gonna have to say, well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm in. So, how do we do that? I thought you would never ask. Here's what C.S. Lewis said. This is so, so chocked full of wisdom. C.S. Lewis said, the more we let God take us over, the more truly ourselves we become because he made us. He invented, everybody say he invented he invented 
all the different kinds of people that you and I were intended to be, all the different personalities, all of the different gifts, all the different talents. He created in us all of those things that he intended us to be. And it is when we turn to Christ, when I give up myself to his personality, that I first begin to have a personality of my own. This world will try to mold you and shape you into the personality that they want you to be. It's about time the church rebelled against the world. <laughs> it's about time the church rose up and said, I'm going to have the personality that God made me to have, not the personality that the world is trying to dictate to me to have. I'm telling you, that's pretty good preaching to people who listen to it. If you get in you... That you, the God that created you and the you that God created you to be is, the God, is, is exactly what he wants out of you. I'm going to tell you something. Your blessed life is knowing you. And the only way that you can know you is when you know the one who made you. <laughs> Pretty simple. Pretty simple. So what would God ask for us for Christmas? The way, the way that we surrender, the first way is to surrender. Surrender is best demonstrated in obedience. You're like, oh man, we're going to go there. Well, yeah, it is church. Obedience. Everybody say obedience. That didn't hurt too bad. I used to have a dog that uh, he was bred to be a cow dog, and he loved tantalizing them cows and kind of being around them, but he had no discipline. So I'm a good horse trainer. I know I'm a good horse trainer, but because I... Because I can train horses, I thought that I could train dogs. And so this dog, I mean, he just wanted to go do what he wanted to go do, but he didn't want to do anything that I wanted him to do, nothing. So what I decided to do was, because whenever he was like within this distance of me, he was he would always obey me when he was close to me I don't know if y'all with me yet I said when he was close to me he would always obey me but the further away from me that he would get the more he didn't want to obey me the less he wanted to hear my voice and even if he heard my voice he wouldn't obey me because he knew he knew that he wasn't close to me and he could do whatever he wanted when he wasn't. So here's what I decided to do. I decided to get a long rope. And when he got out far away, that I could get him back closer to me in a Christian way. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're pinning the steers and... Uh, 
I let him get a little bit away from me. Call him back. He comes right back to me. He's right there. And one of the steers breaks off. And so I'm, I'm, he's, he's looking like that. And he's kind of looking up at me. So I run. I say, well, we're going to go head that steer off. And I started running toward that steer. And he started running with me. And next thing I know, he runs right past me. I'm running as fast as I can. And he's running as fast as he can. The problem was, was that he can run faster than I can. And when I was running as fast as I can, he was running so fast, he jerked me down. I went in. I, I had him tied to my belt loop. That was the problem. <laughs> How many times have we got out of hearing range? Because we don't really in our hearts want to obey God. We just want God to do what we want him to do. We, we want to give God the gift that we want to give him instead of giving him the gift that he wants us to give him. It happens. And I just want to, in the most humble way I know how, I want to challenge you with that this morning. Because the other gift that we have with the gift of surrender is not only obedience, but it's the, it's the gift of trust. We will never obey God if we don't trust God. I preached this sermon two times already this morning. I always feel, I'm going to lay you in my heart right now, I always feel inadequate to try to get to you what God got to me this week. And it's the challenge, I think, of preaching. But I don't want it to be about me. I want him Reach past me and my will so that I will hear from him when I get out into that world and I'm not in the church because life, I mean, like everybody in this church right now, everybody watching online, everybody, I mean, y'all are like, if I was going to look at you, I'd go, man, everybody is being such a good Christian right now. Everybody's being a good Christian. But then we get out there in the world and we get a little bit away from the, what we would call the presence of God. And that's why he wants us to be in his presence and to live in his presence daily and to acknowledge him in all of our ways, no matter where we go or what we do. Because what that is is saying, God, I trust me with you and I, I want to be who you've called me to be. And, and I know that I'm not able to do that when I'm away from you. So Lord, help me to stay and to practice being in your presence perpetually every moment of every day. And my challenge this morning, and it's the same challenge that I have for myself, is that I live for God. It's so easy to preach it. But to live for God, no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing, that I will follow Jesus closely. And no matter how far I get from God, that I'll pay attention to what he's saying to me. And I'll have ears to hear and a heart to listen to what he's saying. And that's my biggest challenge 
even as a preacher, to be faithful to God and to trust and obey. So you really can't call Jesus Lord when you refuse to obey him. Does that make sense? If we don't, if we're not obedient to God, let's not, let's not lie to ourselves and say that I trust God if I don't obey. Because obedience and trust has to do with honoring the gift that we've given to God. Rick Warren put it this way. He said, you know that you are surrendered to God when you rely on God to work things out rather than manipulate others and force your agenda and control the situation. Has there been times in your life, I, there has in my life whenever I tried to take control and I didn't really acknowledge God. I just like, I'm large and in charge. I'm going to make this happen. And then I fell on my face. I've learned that I have to acknowledge God because it's kind of like Mary talking to Jesus. And what, what do you think about it, Jesus? I think we need to ask Jesus, what, what is your will here? I want to submit to your will and your way and to your purpose, knowing that you know so much better about it than I do. So when we let go and let God we don't really ever have to be in charge. We have to be in control, but not controlling of others because that's the way God is with us. God is in control, but he never controls you. He never makes you do the right thing. Um, I loved what Jesus said whenever he went to the cross uh, the night before he went to the cross, he said, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So what Jesus did, he surrendered. Everybody say, he surrendered. Jesus, being God, surrendered to the Father. He said, not my will. The same thing that I'm preaching to you about, about doing, is the same thing that Jesus did to the Father. He, he practiced this so that we could have it inside of us to surrender to him. <clears throat> I, like to, I like to watch wrestling on TV. Anybody? It, some of you ladies, I don't like that. You like watching. You really like watching wrestling. I mean, they, these days they get after it, don't they? I mean, they're like, they're not teasing. And they get, they're just like, they know all those karate and jujitsu and all them things. And, and they know how to, they know how to, I mean, I, I can't even kick that high. And they can kick up clear up there. But when it's all said and done, whenever one of them guys gets the other guy in the headlock, you know what, you know what they have to do? Anybody? What? Tap out. The lady that doesn't like wrestling has the answer. She's like, no, I don't like it. Tap out. That's what they do, right? Y'all with me? So what am I preaching about? What am I talking about all day, all day today? What am I preaching about? Talking about tapping out. So what happens is with surrender, we think of surrender like we're losing 
Like we lose a war, we surrender. Oh, I surrender. I mean, last week we, we went to, uh, to Las Vegas to the World Series of Team Roping, and, and I didn't win. They hurt my feelings. I didn't win anything. I don't even know if I'm going back. They hurt my feelings so bad. <laughs> but I'm not the only loser that left Las Vegas. There's a lot. Of, they don't pay the light bill out there by giving money away. But roping doesn't define me. Roping doesn't define whether I'm a winner or whether I'm a loser. That, that has nothing to do with who I am in Christ Jesus. Because when I have him as my savior, I win. But what he's saying is, if you'll surrender, if you'll be willing to, y'all stay with me. I know I'm losing y'all up there, but let me ask you. When you tap out, when you're willing to tap out to God, then you win. It's not a losing thing when you tap out. It's a winning thing. To tap out to God says, I trust you more than I trust myself. I trust you more than my word. I trust your word. I trust your plan more than I trust my plan for me. And all of a sudden, things work out. Because back to, what do you want for Christmas? Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. That's what everybody said. I want peace. You can't buy peace. You can't sell peace. Peace is something that only Jesus. If you don't have peace, Jesus said, I am your peace. And if you want peace, let Jesus have his way tap out. So we're going to have communion with everybody that chooses to tap out. But before we do, I want you to bow your heads with me. If you've never accepted Christ as your personal Savior, maybe if you have, you just haven't been living for him, you know you're the only one that knows you want to surrender to God. You want to give him your life to be obedient to him to the best of your ability, to trust him, to be faithful to him to the best of your ability. I'm going to pray this prayer this evening. I just invite everybody to pray with me. If you've not accepted Christ, or maybe if you have and you haven't been living for him, simply just say this prayer. Mean it in your heart. Y'all help us. Let's all pray this prayer together. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my life. From this day forward, I give my life to you. Help me to read my Bible to pray, show up for church, and get baptized. I love you, Jesus. Teach me to love you more. In Jesus' name I pray.
like for you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed, and even those of you over in the video venue, if you accepted Christ as your personal Savior, let God see your hand this morning. Slip your hand up and say, Preacher, I accepted Christ as my Savior. We want to put a Bible in your hand, leave your hands up. We want to give you a Bible. It's the most important thing you'll ever do in your life, and your life is changed today. But it's something you have to choose every moment of every day. Tomorrow, when you get up, choose to stay close to him. He'll be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Slip your hand up. Leave your hand up until we get a Bible in it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you have your communion, if you'll take your cup out and take the bread. Scripture says on the day that Jesus was betrayed that he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. This eat in remembrance of me until I come. Shall we eat together? Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. After the same manner, he took the cup, which represents the blood of Jesus. Without the shedding of blood, we can't have forgiveness. I'm so thankful for Jesus. Shall we drink together? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. This is the Christmas Eve candlelights communion service and we're one of my most favorite times of the year right now we're going to invite all the kids to come up and uh, pastor daughter is going to read the christmas story to you so all you kids come on up and come up on the stage all right have y'all ever had the christmas story read, read to you at home before no well you're going to get it now this is pretty awesome you've had it read because I've read it to you. That book. There's a little one behind you. Are you are y'all ready? Awesome. Look at all of you guys. You're all so cute. You guys have done a very good job having children. Thank you. <laughs> very good job. Lots of practice, I'm sure. I didn't mean that. Ooh. <laughs> it's the third service. I'm glad you have a candle, baby. That's awesome. Jesus, the very best Christmas gift of all. Thank you, Lord. We're going to read this story this morning, and I'm just so excited. So, this is actually a book that I bought when my kids were little bitty bitties. And so we read it every year for Christmas. And so I'm still reading it every year for Christmas. And I'm going to let you guys have a little peek at it as well. Okay, you ready? And all you mamas and daddies, y'all get to read along with us because I know y'all like story time too. <laughs> Christmas is the time for gifts. Big gifts, tiny gifts, tall gifts, round gifts, wrapped in sparkling paper and big wide bows. Can you remember your favorite Christmas gift? Maybe it was a, a shiny new bike with the fastest wheels on the block. Maybe it was a brand new kitten with soft fur and br big brown eyes. 
What joy and surprise filled your Christmas morning when you opened that special gift? See the kitty? <laughs> but, the biggest, but the best Christmas gift you'll ever receive is not found under your Christmas tree. The very best Christmas gift of all is Jesus, right? Thank you, Randy. <laughs> Jesus came to earth long ago on the first Christmas. An angel told Mary that God had chosen her to be the mother of, the, of his son. His name would be Jesus, which means Savior for all the people of the world. He would come to share God's love with us. When it was almost time for Jesus to be born, Mary and Joseph, her husband, had to take a long trip. The king had decided he wanted all the people counted in the land, and each family had to return to their hometown to be counted. Mary and Joseph had to make the long trip to their hometown of Bethlehem. Wouldn't y'all like to go a long distance on a donkey? Would that be fun? Mm, no, it's not. <laughs> many, many other people also had come to Bethlehem to be counted. Because all the inns were full, Mary and Joseph could find no place to spend the night. At last, behind one inn, Joseph found a small stable where they could stay. That night, Jesus was born. Mary wrapped him in a soft, warm blanket and laid him in a manger with clean hay. Wasn't that good? Got clean hay instead of dirty hay? Amen. Out in the field near Bethlehem, shepherds were taking care of their sheep. Suddenly, a bright angel from heaven came to tell the shepherds that the baby had been born in the stable in Bethlehem. The precious baby was God's own son. How many of you have baby brothers or sisters? Aren't they fun? No. Aren't they? No. <laughs> Buddy, you are the baby brother. <laughs> then the sky was filled with many angels singing, Glory to God, peace on earth, and goodwill to men. The shepherds were filled with wonder and joy as they were hurried to the stable to see this special new baby. On the way back to the field, they sang songs to praise God. They thanked him for sending his son. Wise men also came to see Jesus. They had traveled from a far country in the east. A bright star in the sky led them to the house where Jesus was staying. The wise men brought precious gifts of what? Gold, frankincense, and Myrrh. That's awesome. In the last service, it was copper. <laughs> they fell. <laughs> I love kids. <laughs> they knelt before Jesus and praised God for the gift of his son. Today, just like the shepherds and the wise men, we also celebrate the gift of God's son. We sing special Christmas songs to remind us the night of Jesus was born. We make bright decorations, glittering stars, and joyful angels. We bake cookies and make gifts for people we love. We send out Christmas cards. 
and we put a shining bright star on top of our Christmas tree or whatever else your mama found on Pinterest, right? <laughs> Christmas is a time for smiles and hugs and for love. And the wonderful Christmas thing, we, all the wonderful Christmas things we do are our way of celebrating the very best Christmas present of all, which is Jesus. 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 Yay. Yay. You know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do now? Okay, everybody got a candle. And so I want you to hold your candle up real high. Super high. Now, what we want is for all of you big kids to make sure all the little kids go to the front of the stage so they can see their mamas and daddies. And we're going to sing this in a lot of mine, and you're going to hold that candle up the whole time, right? right. Yay! This light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Everywhere I go. Texas, I'm gonna let it shine, shine all over Texas, I'm gonna let it shine, shine all over Texas, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it Beautiful. Now I want all you kids to go back to the same mamas and daddies that you left. All right? But get you a candy cane. When you give your candle back, you can get a candy cane, okay? All right, let's give all them kids a hand. They did a good job. Good job. Good job. All right, I think we're good. I think we're okay. Yep, thank you. Would you stand with me, please? I'd like to pray for you, if you don't mind, on this Christmas Eve. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for loving us. I thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. Lord, I pray that you would bless your people today. Help us, Lord, to surrender ourselves to you wholeheartedly every day. I pray, Lord, this coming year, Lord, that you would go before us and help us to put you first in our hearts and our lives and in the choices and the decisions that we make that we would we'd always ask you, Lord, what do you want? What, what do you want for us, oh God? Thank you for making a way and thank you for the greatest gift that we could ever ask for and that's the gift of eternal life, the gift of a relationship with you. 
We thank you, Lord, for that. Bless your people, bless marriages, bless families, bless businesses, I pray. Minister, Lord, to your people, we pray. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you all. We sure do love you. Merry Christmas.